check. Oh, chat. What if what if I told you we've done this before? Uh <laughs> What if I told you we're reliving the same day over and over and over again and this episode is never released? Live, record, repeat. <laughs> yeah. Uh we are we're living in Russian doll except we don't know what the ending is because it never made sense in the show and it doesn't make sense now. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast, ostensibly about nerd shit. I'm Denzel. I'm Chet. And welcome to another episode. Uh, this week we're talking about two listicles we found, and then I have some complaints to get off my chest. Uh, very top of this episode. First and foremost, I started bowling. I'm just getting into washedness. If washedness was a bed, I'm crawling into it and pulling the covers up to my mouth just below my nose. That's how I'm getting into the bed of washedness, and I don't know how to get out of it. Bowling, it's like I enjoy it, but it's like top five corniest things that I've done in my time. Ah, that's, That's a tough one. It's like bowling is something that, most American kids have done probably at least a hundred times. Like just, Oh, well there's nothing to do on Saturday. Let's go bowling. Yeah. And like, that's it. And that, you know, it's just a fun thing you do as a kid. And then you stop for like 30 years until you retired and have nothing better to do. And your but hip drink. isn't quite out yet. Oh yeah. You, but also drinking. Yeah. You drink and go to the bowling alley because they'll serve you like $3 and 50 cent well drinks in tall cups. Oh, excuse me. When am I go? When's the next league? When right? do I sign up? <laughs> right. Dude, it sounds enticing, but then you realize that you're actually burning all those calories. Uh, I, I don't know. That's that's not a negative to me. That's it's negative to me because I get all sweaty and gross. Oh, oh yeah, and that's and alcohol it's like sweats. Liquor sweats. Oh, you hold yeah. a match too close to yourself and you just emulate. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy you shit! Walk out of there just on fire. Like up. Oh, that's them liquor sweats. Yep. When when you start golfing, we're gonna have to cancel this though. Yeah, dog. I don't think I'll ever start golfing. The buy-in is too expensive. It's crazy. It's ridiculous how expensive golf is, and it's like. Golf's one of those sports. I'm putting that smaller quotes on I sports. I don't know. I forgot how somebody described bowling, but it wasn't actually a sport. It's like uh, I can't remember the term they used, but it was perfect. It was basically it's combining sport and activity. Like it, it didn't minimize the fact that you're putting in physical effort, but it also didn't make it sound like it's a traditional sport. Right. But anyway, you were saying I, I would put golf and and bowling in that same sort of category because not cheerleading. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess because like I I think differently about sports where you're not directly competing against someone. Like with bowling, you're just playing for a high score. Yeah. Golf, same deal. Like yeah, you're scoring against other people. But your performance doesn't directly influence someone else's, you know? Yeah, exactly. But in any case, golf is prohibitively expensive just to even look at it. Like, I went to, I've been to a driving range three times in my life. I obviously don't own any clubs or anything. But, like, everybody I know who golfs is all right-handed. I'm a lefty, so I can't even use left-handed clubs because they're not readily available to me. So 
not only would I have to pay extra to get into it, I wasn't interested in the first place. And then the people who tried to get me into it, they can't get me into it either. So there is no chance of this shit happening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I did find a streetwear brand that is uh, golf related. I guess it's like a golf company now. It's called Send It Golf. It was created by the dude who did Frank 151, which still exists. I didn't know, but it still exists. And those fucking little magazines are expensive as shit. I ordered four of them. Normally they cost $10 a pop, but if you buy one of their mystery boxes, you can get four for like 22. It's all back issues that they have in there that they're trying to get rid of, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, as any anyway, I'm creeping into washness and I fucking hate it and I'm just I don't know what to do with myself. I'm beside myself. I just need to get into shape really quickly so I don't actually become good at golf. Oh God! What if getting in shape makes me better at golf? Uh, oh, or bowling, bowling, bowling. yeah, bowling, not, not golf. Say. Yeah, not golf. Uh, anyway, moving forward, I do guitar lessons, and I don't necessarily need to. I don't think for a lot of reasons, I'm still bad at it, and I'm I'm bad to the point where I don't think getting individual coaching is actually going to help me. It's helping me learn music theory, but it's not helping me with mechanical stuff, which is what I actually need help with. Yeah, coaching with, I mean, bowling. I, I, you know, I never got into it enough to really know how how to get better. But the, you know, there's certain things where you just have to do it more. And having someone there telling you what to do, but all they're going to say is you just got to do it more. Yeah. It can only help it so much. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that's not what I'm complaining about. Okay. My complaint this time is about the let me slide you my demo shit. Ah. I fucking hate that. So I was accosted with two demos, not one, but two demos God. in the same fucking day. <laughs> in the same day. I, I stepped foot out of where I practice, which is in like a little studio spot on Adams. I step out of that motherfucker and there's this dude who recognizes my guitar teacher sure. and he's just like, Hey man, what's going on? Oh yo, I'm just putting together this album. You need to check it out of on some, course. like I heard you like real hip hop shit. Of course. And he describes it as like, yo, it's like Sade meets reggae. Oh, why? And I was just like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. So, you know, that overall vibe that Sade has, or maybe it's Sade. It's Sade. Sade. Excuse me. I say it incorrectly. Okay. The vibe that Sade has. And I was just like, her shit is like ethereal. And it's like very, it's got a, I don't want to sound like a fucking child. I almost said something so stupid. It's real <laughs> vibey, man. It's got like, it's got like a vibe. But no, it's like very. It's ethereal. It's uh, there's like nice reverb in it. It's very smooth. It's it's very textural. Yeah, you can listen to it and you can be like, oh yeah, that's yeah. what makes it good fucking music. Yeah, absolutely. It's not too distracting. Could you imagine putting fucking stabbing horns on a fucking <laughs> Sade song? Just like it's the same parts, just way louder. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can't have that. So he stops me on the street and I'm like trying to get away more or less like 
like being polite like hey i got somewhere to go and he was just like yeah yeah let me just play it for you real quick so he unplugs his like little dongle for his iphone connected to his headphones and he's like yo let me pull this up for you and he like slowly goes through his phone i'm like look man i'm sorry i gotta go and he's just like can i email it to you and i was just like yeah yeah email it to me that's fine that's fine and he's just like okay all right well let me let me play this for you real quick let me just, and then he plays it on a speakerphone and he holds it up to my ear. That's and I'm like, oh my God, dude. Yo, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, yo, I need to go. Here's my email. And then another person Damn. walks up, notices my guitar teacher, and he's got his CD in hand. Yeah. He's got his CD in hand. And my guitar teacher's like, oh, you know, I appreciate you trying to give this to me, but you emailed this to me last week. Maybe Denzel wants it. Oh, under the bus. I was like, yo, I got to go bowling. Like, I got to go. I got to go be washed somewhere. (laughs) This is this is the path of washness that I'm walking. Learning how to play instruments and I'm going to be handing CDs out to like random strangers. And then so he's like, yo, like, I want you to hear this. Like, do you want to listen? I was just like, no, not like, I'm sorry, I got to go. And he's just like, it'll be quick. It'll be quick. And, like, you know those people that won't take no for an answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. It's, I was just like, all right. All right. Fine. 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 So we go back into the studio, and he puts it on. And it's a song about fucking, it sounds like the B-fucking-52s. And he's talking about, like, evil taco shops. What? He's like, it's definitely your uh, your style of music. Yeah. It's something that I would absolutely love. Yeah. I get the urge that people have to like show off the work that they've done to see if people enjoy it because I've done that before. I've sure. made stupid fucking websites that I've shown to coworkers and been like, this is so cool. And they're like, what the fuck are you showing this to me for? Yeah. Like I've had those interactions because I understand what it's like to just have make something and be like, yo, look at this. Yeah, when you're real proud of something and you think it's the shit, you just want to show it off to everybody. And like, that's how I feel about my dick. Uh, that's how a lot of them feel about it. <laughs> uh, but it's like, I don't know. For me, it's real specific, like what I want to share and what I don't. Like, I got to be real proud of something in order to show it, like, at all. And I've, I mean, I've done a lot of different stuff. You know, I don't really. And I also understand that what I do isn't for everybody. So I'm not real eager to show off to other people, but like as, as someone who I've never tried to like make it as a musician, but I know a lot of people who have and handing out demos ain't the way. No, absolutely. And especially not to somebody who's getting lessons from a guitar teacher for real, or this multi-instrumentalist. He's a very good musician. He plays everything that I see in his place. He's got bass and electric and drums and a horn of some sort but it's he's very good at what he does but i don't think handing that shit to a student is going to be helpful at all you you can't hand that to me and be like yo dog like go go circulate this record i mean to be fair you never know but yeah it's possible come on man and to the dude the dude who said he was like a mix of shot a and with reggae he was like yo like you can hear the metronome in there, but don't worry. That's just for me. And Come just on, like, man. Don't be f- showing this off. If it's- <laughs> how the fuck do you even have the metronome in the mix? How did you get the metronome into the mix? That's the real question. That's how the fuck did you do that? Because that's <laughs> real weird. 
That's that, you have to try to do that. That's so fucking whack. Oh my god. It was uh it was something else. I I have both songs as it turns out sitting in my email yeah. and I refuse to listen to them. Anyway, on to today's content. Let's start with your list, Chet. Uh this is top 10 demos that I've received outside of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is top ten worst movies that deserve a remake. Okay, so this is this is exactly what the evil nostalgia fiends need to be doing. They need to be taking shitty movies and making them good, like doing it, a good job with them. It, it's real interesting because, like, we got a lot of remakes of decent shit. You know, like everyone looks back to the past and says, oh, this was dope. It would be better if we did it again. And then 20 years after that, they're like, yo, that was dope. We should do it again. (laughs) (laughs) RoboCop on one hand, like they didn't capture all of the messaging that was in that movie. So it's difficult to sit here and be like, yo, like the remake Oh, my God. That was so cool. No, because the original is way better. You got to see that man get his fucking arms blown off it, and yeah. have the holes put through him. That was insane. <laughs> Hyperviolence, Ed 209 sprang up that entire boardroom. Oh, my God. Shooting off people's dicks, Ugh. even though, like, the one that I like is in that remake, the crowdsourced remake of that. Yes. Where <laughs> I'll link to it in the uh, show notes. It's a lot that, of dicks being shot. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's fan-fucking-tastic, though. And it's also a fan-fucking-remake. Woo, you see what I did there? Uh, <laughs> Total Recall. The original, way better than oh, the remake. Oh, God, that remake sucked. Yeah. So that, that sort of thing. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. But this is top 10 worst movies that deserve a remake. I don't know. The script was written by George Pacheco. I don't know that's who actually wrote this, but we're going to pretend that it was. Absolutely. Now, interestingly, most of these things were not original works, which... I actually think helps their case. But first, at number 10 is Aragon from 2006. That's the one that's based on the series of books that only got the first one out. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Stupid dragon fiction. No, that one doesn't deserve a remake. I, I never read the book, um, but everyone I know who did and saw the movie was like, okay, well, that fucking sucked, and we deserve better. Well, the problem is, like, I think fantasy is oversaturated at this point. Well, yeah. And if you're going to do more dragon related fiction, the first thing that people's minds are going to go to is game of Thrones. Sure. And if it's not as good as, or better than game of Thrones or different enough from game of Thrones that it makes a difference, then you might as well just not do it. You definitely have a point. Uh, And I, I guess I would say, yeah, it deserves a remake, but maybe not right now. Cause yeah, right now we do have game of Thrones we had, you know, another Hobbit trilogy, which had more dragon-related material in it. Yeah. Um, there's other just various fantasy that's been popping up. And it's it's all similar enough that, yeah, right now it doesn't seem like a good time for more dragons. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that never will be a good time, but I would say never to that. Because, like, you had, well, I don't want to say this for everything, but this particular movie, you had your shot. You tried it during the, <laughs> like, during the was a day of fantasy. Yeah, it was a good time for it, and it just fucking flopped. Yeah, because they did a shitty job. I don't want to see more fantasy unless if it's urban fantasy. Did you see that they're making a second Bright? Yes. 
so excited. Yeah. Very bright. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, Catwoman. No. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about Catwoman. No, I'm mean, okay. So not. the movie sucked. I mean, that's that's okay. That's fair. The movie was awful. <laughs> but do we really need another Catwoman movie? The answer is absolutely not. First and foremost. <laughs> and two, like, let's say you do an Anne Hathaway Catwoman. Mm. So it's going to be what? The most boring woman in the world <laughs> doing some fucking dope shit. Like, okay, let me break into this bank and steal all this money and shit. But it's just going to be done Wes Anderson style, but with more beige oh, everywhere. man. It's going to be like hyper beige. And there's going to be like just a single, somebody playing the open E on a bass. It's going to be boom, boom. Boom. throughout the entire movie it's gonna be fucking boring Anne hathaway sucks catwoman sucks as a villain she's not i mean somebody who reads more comics than me may disagree with that but she's just about as boring to me uh no that's not fair she's not more boring than the joker is i think the joker is overdone i think it's fucking boring it's annoying who i know people do care but i don't fucking care about the it's, joker. i don't know joker is a weird one to me because it's like in one way, he is obviously the quintessential Batman villain, you know, that is his his arch nemesis. But I don't know. The Joker is like Deadpool, but evil. And that's that's all I see. It's like kind of lol random, but bad. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, it's deeper than that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know shit about Deadpool. I just, in all honesty, I just think he's fucking annoying. The the familiarity that I have with Deadpool is those dudes running around with health bars at conventions. See, that's what I think about. And okay. like Joker to me is the same kind of way. Okay. And I know that's not the fault of the villain. That's not necessarily even the fault of the writing. It's just how he's perceived. Yeah. And that's bad enough. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think it's this was something that I felt before even Heath Ledger's portrayal and all those fucking dorks would go an extra two days without drinking water so their mouths were extra dry so oh, when they would do they're like, God. why so serious? See, like, like, I loved his portrayal but like, it's the yeah. response to it. <laughs> yeah, the super dorks coming out at every convention wearing their shitty tattered suits that actually smell like shit and like their poorly applied face paint because that's how it was in the movie yep. and their bad makeup for the scars on the sides of the mouth Yep. like i get it and of course again them not drinking enough fluid to stay hydrated so when they do the weird mouth noises it sounds more realistic and closer to the movie i like i get it i get it but joker is just a well that's been gone to too many times yeah there may not be much to to pull out of that that's left yeah but Catwoman, i don't know i, I don't think she's had enough representation in recent media for me to care. I mean, if they made another Batman movie where there was a very good Catwoman, my mind would be changed, but the Catwoman movie was awful. And I also did not give a shit about her in, um, the dark Knight rises. Like she didn't really add much to that movie. I also don't really remember the movie too much. So that doesn't help, but you know, everyone talks about Bane. No one cares about Catwoman from The Dark Knight Rises. No. You got to either bring back Pfeiffer's suit or Eartha Kitt's voice eh. as Catwoman. You, 
or combine them both even yeah. better. You want to make a compelling cat one cat woman movie? What you do is you take Eartha Kid's voice, Michelle Pfeiffer's suit, and you put them together and you make it like Batman 66. I keep going back to Batman 66 because it's really aside from the the cartoons, the only good live action portrayal. I really like Joel Schumacher or whoever's like wacky neon portrayal <laughs> shit. That was cool. It was a cool look, but uh, I don't know. Those movies were bad. Anyway. Yeah. So, I Catwoman, no, you don't deserve a remake. No, absolutely not. Maybe sometime. In I the would future. never. I would like if they remade Catwoman. I'd just be like, what? The trailer would have to be banging though. I mean, she's not even interesting. No, yeah, I mean, you could make it interesting. I. This is kind of the heyday of those morally ambiguous characters, though. Like we have Deadpool, and we we <sighs> yeah. like that. You know, there's. The Civil War movie and Batman versus Superman, where it's like everyone's a little bit gray now. Well, no, see the and problem Suicide is Squad with those. Just movies, put Catwoman in Suicide Squad. That's all. That's all you need to do. <laughs> no, those movies are terrible. <laughs> the second one is going to be even worse. Oof. The problem with like the quote unquote morally ambiguous heroes is like at at the end of the movie they're not actually morally ambiguous. No, they're, they're just, just good yeah. because you can't have a morally ambiguous character that people want to look up to. And you're not going to have a successful franchise made out of a movie that people are made with a character that people don't want to look up to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The only real morally ambiguous characters are from like very mature film, not just movies, but fucking film (laughs) films. Number eight, Alexander. This is the uh, the Alexander the Great movie from 2004 with Colin Farrell as the lead. So what you do with this is you take the anime, <laughs> yeah, Alexander the Great, and you just adapt that, yeah, and just make it as homoerotic as Alexander was, as it should be. <laughs> make it super stylized, and everyone—it's like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but American and also live action. <laughs> You can do those like crazy, uh, super wide shots where there's like distortion at the edges. Yeah. Yeah. You can do a lot of that. The only people that you need to pay attention to in the casting are like the lead, the two lead characters, like Alexander and one of the top generals and then everyone else male models. Yeah. Yep. Don't need anything else. Get those dudes who used to walk around in Sparta gear at Comic-Con. Yeah. I'm sure they still go. Just man candy all over. That's that's all you need. Yeah. Like two female characters, but they're gay too. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't watch that. Absolutely not. (laughs) The Alexander the remake just sounds so fucking boring. The funny thing about Alexander the Great is that like he's so lionized as a historical figure and everyone it's like, oh, Alexander the Great, he was such a conqueror. There's not a whole lot known about him and he died real young. Like... I don't see why he's so didn't he dive like an STI or something like that. I want to say it was something like syphilis. Okay. It yeah. Was it probably was not actually syphilis, but it, I want to say it was something of that. Ilk. <laughs> no, no. What I meant is a Subaru WRX STI <laughs> just ran over him. Oh my bad. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the right movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't really think we need another fucking Alexander the Great movie. No, absolutely not. And if we if we got one, it would have to be something that has no historical accuracy, like a three hundred. Yeah, make it super stylized, like yeah. you were saying, like the anime, dude. I'm Ha-ha, it's the one way to go. <laughs> yeah, dog. Number seven, Resident Evil. So. This one I actually kind of I'd be down with. Yeah. Because all of those movies that they've released are like super terrible B movies. They're just really bad. And I would love, I would just love to see one handled like the Resident Evil remake was. Yeah, the Resident Evil 2 remake that just came out recently was apparently fucking tight. So yeah, I'm kind of on board with this. Yeah, dude. If they if they actually do the story in a way that's like fun and kind of like towards the original, that'd be really great. Yeah. And they can even change the name to Biohazard. Yeah, that'd be fine. Resident Evil. <laughs> I really like I would love to see that like a faithful adaptation of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I don't even think the the 2002 movie was all that bad, but it was like if it was under a different name, I think it would have been better possibly better but also probably wouldn't have made any money because no one gave a shit well see the thing is nobody gave a shit about resident evil anyway i suppose so that was what that was around uh when four came out it was before four came it was before four so how many years had it been since the last game came out i don't actually know because i think two was in 98 Okay. And three may have been around that same time. I'm going to look this up. Okay. Uh, well, but way. three was, wasn't really much of a hit. No, it wasn't it, like, I don't remember three being all that popular. No, it can't. Okay. So three was 99. So it was okay. kind of random, honestly, because two was, or four was like 2007, something like that. Okay. And when did, when did that movie drop? 2002. 2002 so it was just kind of random <laughs> yeah yeah maybe they were just looking for a thing to do with the rights <laughs> who knows those movies are fucking terrible though oh yeah. especially when it gets to introducing like other characters from the franchise like wesker yeah they bring in wesker way late into the series it's so weird it's so fucking weird he's just some big weird dude <laughs> with sunglasses and it's the wesker from resident evil 4 no, five. The one where you're punching the boulder. Okay. I think he's modeled after that Wesker. Huh. And it's just, does Wesker just wear a trench coat and sunglasses in all the games? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Never mind. Because the first Resident Evil game that I played was Resident Evil 5. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like sometimes he has a just a suit, not a trench coat. Sometimes he's in his old tactical gear for like flashbacks and stuff. But yeah. You can put him in anything black with sunglasses and it seems fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I would fucking watch the shit out of that. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be down. Uh, number six, Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No way. No fucking way. Like, Are you why? <laughs> Do we really need another World War II movie? Like for real? <laughs> That's so stupid. That idea is so fucking dumb. Yeah, you know what? Remake Pearl Harbor. Run it back. Yeah. Run it back one time. Let's tell that same fucking story again about Josh Hartnett, Ben Affleck, and some other white dude. 
Kate Beckinsale. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. My favorite underworld actress. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where they changed her out like two times or some shit like that. Oh my god. Anyway, what's the next movie? Next movie, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I would watch the fuck out of that. Yeah, I wanted that movie to be good, and it was weird. Yeah, it was. The acting is bad. It seemed like most of the people who were performing in it just phoned it in. Yeah. And that's the movie that they were going to probably try to make the universal dark universe into. Yeah. You remember that shit? Yeah. I don't even remember what Sean Connery's job was. Was he just a professor? He was like the guy bringing the team together. So he was kind of like the Nick Fury of the league, but it just never, (laughs) we never really got there. Yeah. You had Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Was the Wolfman in the squad? I want to say yes. There was Tom Sawyer. There was... Um, the Invisible Man. Whatever. It was like an immortal vampire type thing. I forgot the name. Yeah. Don't remember that. It was that lady, right? No, it was a dude. Um, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. I'd watch yeah, that. I, I, Could you imagine with that with a budget now? Yeah, for real. Was it a comic book initially? Yeah, apparently. I... Okay wasn't actually aware of that <laughs> but uh yeah no that movie that movie was just handled poorly yeah and i think absolutely. it actually could be could be pretty dope yeah number four super mario bros <laughs> no fuck out of here <laughs> the fuck would you need another one of those movies uh, uh, like the super mario brothers movie was weirdly bad and as a kid i was like this is weird um and there's but it still had some charm to it. But with that said, what would you even do with a Super Mario Brothers movie? Like, would you try and make a weird, realistic take on it where you have some plumbers doing some shit? Because they kind of... Dude, what if they just lean all the way the fuck into it? What's that director who makes all the weird fucking movies? Paul Verhoeven? Buh. Yeah, the dude who made Videodrome. Buh. Okay, uh, let me... I'd have to take a look. But if you have him do it, if you really like made like a faithful remake of the 93 movie, David Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. You make a David Cronenberg Mario movie. That's the only way I'd be watching that shit. That'd be fucking insane. It would actually be kind of tight in its own weird ass way. But like if you do it as though it was a remake of the movie, not another attempt at a Super Mario Bros. adaptation. Because I don't know what you would do with that. Yeah. But if you're remaking that weird-ass movie from 93, I fuck with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You just, oh, God. Bring just, back John Leguizamo. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I would okay. watch the shit out of that. Only under those conditions yeah. am I down. <laughs> make, it a, make it a Cronenberg joint, and I'm in. Hell yeah. Number three, The Last Airbender. Which yeah. is to, which is to say, not Avatar, not James Cameron, but Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, I, I mean, if they made a good one of those, I don't know how good it could be, but I think it's fine if you, you know, abridge each book into its own movie, so you have four movies of The Last Airbender, which I think was the original intent, but it was just that it was so bad that they got nowhere with it. Yeah. Um, Fuck it, do Legend of Korra. Yeah, uh, you can even just say skip the middleman, go straight to Korra. You know. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
I'd be uh, fine with that. I would, but I would also be fine with another attempt oh, at. Could you imagine all the complaints about Legend of Korra? <laughs> they would have she, to. They would have to get it real right. I can't. Like all. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, no, I'm not even gonna go into it. it anyway, it, yeah, I would watch either of those. It would. I mean, I'm sure they would be fine. Yeah. I I wouldn't want Legend of Korra because specifically I don't like steampunk. Oh, and I think I yeah. would watch it either way, but I'd be annoyed the entire time <laughs> about steampunk. Yeah, I, I that whole series of Avatar was one that I never really got into, and I was actually just thinking about that today. Where like I'm sure I would enjoy it, but there are certain um, hallmarks of being a kids show that just make me not really want to go out of my way to watch it yeah and yeah i don't like animal sidekicks i think animal sidekicks are fucking stupid and annoying Mm. that that's close to my absolute number one biggest pet peeve in any sort of movies just super babies oh like jack 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 i'm less mad about but in um superman returns brandon routh yeah oh that pissed me off (laughs) yeah fair enough yeah but anyway number two is spawn i would watch the i'll watch the new one i'm kind of hesitant with jamie fox as a star i mean it'll probably be fine yeah but i'm gonna watch it oh definitely fucking amped while i'm doing it definitely and i don't even really think the 97 one was all that bad i think it didn't age very well especially because of all the cg but I don't think it was horrible. Okay. However, uh, I would watch the fuck out of a new one. Yeah. It would be cool. It should be cool. Yeah. And number one, the golden compass. So I can't remember which one this is supposed to be. It's either supposed to be like, we love Jesus and this is an allegory or this is like (laughs) Ayn Rand masterpiece. Fuck God. Love capitalism. Uh, fuck. What is it? Utilitarianism. Uh, Get on the trolley problem isn't a problem. Kill everybody, <laughs> kill them all. Anybody who survives, you just murder. Apparently, I think the books were more religious and the film was less. It was like kind of anti-religious. Apparently, I didn't. I didn't read the movie. Didn't read the book. Didn't watch the movie. But that was one of the criticisms was that it was anti-Catholic in the film. Huh. So that kind of implies that. And it, and it said specifically it was pulling away from the uh, source material. So that implies that the book was more pro-Catholic and the uh, film was less so. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, 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 that's the same people who really liked Aragon and hated the movie were the exact same people who were shitting themselves about there being a Golden Compass movie and then hated it. Uh, well, hmm. That's interesting. I have no thoughts on this. Yeah. I probably wouldn't watch it. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing that I would really be into to begin with, but it's been a trend lately where every year or so there's like some big YA book, young adult book that gets an adaptation and it does fairly okay in theaters but no one actually likes it like we had diverging we had the hunger games we had um the something machines or whatever this last year oh immortal engines the immortal engine that's immortal the one engines, yeah 
Yeah, I still have to watch that. Well, you and everyone else, because no one fucking saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, I I feel like The Golden Compass and Aragon and everything in between was just another case of that, where it was some book trying to be the next big franchise, and some hit, some don't. And I don't really know what the formulas for these are, because I don't read any of these young adult novels, I also don't watch most of the movies. So, based on what's been successful, uh, like the Hunger Games and oh god, I guess the Hunger Games, Harry Potter and Twilight. Yeah. I mean uh, Divergent to an to an extent, but very much less so. I think Divergent was successful for like the first two movies and then the la- I don't think they even made the last one. I thought it was just straight up three movies. That oh, that may it? be the case. I don't know. Okay. Well, either way, uh, romance, big part of that. Definitely. Uh, female lead helps. Yeah, female lead helps. Yeah. Harry Potter had a squad of kids as their leads. Right. Harry Potter wasn't even really about Harry Potter like that. Actually, I don't know. I haven't seen those movies in so long. I mean, it mostly followed him, but there was a lot of screen time and development with the other characters. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Hunger Games was straight up Katniss. And yeah. And that's it. She's the only like consistent character throughout. And then two dudes who just want to fuck her. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There, I guess there's not enough romance in the Catholic book. Yeah, I guess not. Popped off. Anyway, yeah, I guess that's that list. Yeah. Uh, the next list we're going to get into is top ten anime that deserve live action adaptations. I feel like this is such a higher bar than just getting a movie remake. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So uh, I'm going to replace number 11 with a number that I found on another list because this number 11, neither of us have ever seen, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, Number 11, our number 11 is Outlaw Star. It's a science fiction show about trying to get to the galactic ley line where apparently there's like a shitload of treasure, which like saying that out loud makes me realize like (laughs) how fucking stupid the entire crew of the outlaw star is Yeah, because nobody's ever like, should we be doing this? No, I mean, I mean, Jim does at several points, but he's like a child and no one gives a shit what he says. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but the things that I'd be interested in seeing in that live action adaptation is like the caster shells. Yes. Like where it's just like magic and shit. Yeah. Like that makes me want to go watch that shit right now, dog. And like the dude who's slowly becoming more and more Android. Yeah. The two the, brothers. Uh, the McDougal brothers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, dude. That that's like a compelling story that you can tell on screen without the lead characters because you can do sci-fi shit. We've seen a lot of sci-fi shit. It can work. Ba- Battle Angel Alita works. Yeah. But we haven't seen like the good adventure sci-fi yet. I mean, yeah, a lot of the more successful sci-fi that's come out lately has been more I don't want to say grounded, but like small scale in terms of like what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. So doing something like One Piece in Space is a little harder. Yeah, I would love to see it. I would love to see that. It shit, would be actually. cool, but I feel like there's a lot of room to fuck that up. There's yeah. a whole lot of room. Yeah, definitely. It can just be dudes. Yeah. McDougal brothers. One has blue hair. He's an SJW. <laughs> so you, 
he's a male feminist you can tell he's always trying to save melfina from these ne'er-do-wells <laughs> god damn it and his brother is just like i love my brother what can i say he's yep. a fucking idiot big dumb it it's really just the two from uh of mice and men or not of mice and men ugh, ugh. Is that th- Lenny and the other guy? Yeah. God, what I never actually read to the kill book. To kill a mockingbird. To kill a mockingbird. Yeah. Uh, all right. Number 10 is Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion. So this movie is about a guy who's got a secret power that can control people. And there are giant robots and shit. I'm, you know, honestly, I'm 100% opposed to, like, doing any mecha anime. Uh, in live action form because it's not going to be any good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't actually watch Code Geass. So like, but I know the story, the story elements would be interesting and could be adapted for a, uh, for a movie. Like if you were to just take the core plot, that would work. But doing all the anime shit with like ninja butlers and stuff, yeah that doesn't quite fly so i think they could do something like a uh, edge of tomorrow type thing where you don't even you just steal a story and don't even act like this has anything to do with the original (laughs) yeah you can get rid of the whole this takes place in a middle school type thing yeah because that sucks it and it doesn't it it doesn't play well with western audiences like that does not matter to us and and frankly i think it would take a lot of people out of it yeah it would it really would. Number nine is fairy tale. This is one that I haven't seen. I think. Uh, okay. So I read the whole fairy tale manga and my, my thing about fairy tale itself is that it started really well and got super shitty. Um, super fucking bad. So that's already minus one on that, but it's too much magic, too much like, there's so much that you would have to establish. I don't think it would really work. It's it's so not grounded in reality at any point. And the story is super long. There's no like singular arc that you could just tell really concisely. I don't think it would work. Okay. Well, that's fair. Being that I've never seen it. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one on the list is One Punch Man, number eight. Yeah. One Punch Man. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see this. Especially with some of like the weirder, more goofy heroes. Yeah. Where you've got like the biking dude. Oh, I can't even remember his name. Licenseless Rider or yeah. Moomin Rider, depending. Moomin Rider. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like some of the dumber shit in there. Yeah. And I, he would be fighting gigantic CG creatures, which is like kind of lame. Yeah. But it would, it's a comedy. So, right. It wouldn't be, the bar wouldn't be as high for that. Yeah. Cause it doesn't matter as much. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. watch that. I'd be done with that. that. Number seven, High School of the Dead. I've never seen this, but this is the one that's like super, like all the people in it are like super sexy, right? Yeah, it's like a lot of fan service and a lot of blood. And I never actually saw this series larger because I've been told that this story itself really isn't good. It's just like, it's just a lot of fan service type stuff um, where it's like, the action is cool and there's a lot of sexy high schoolers and that's not what's going to make me watch a series. So I don't, I definitely don't know about that one chief. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to watch that. Also, I hate zombies. 
Yeah, Mulder. zombies are really tired. Yeah, absolutely. Number six is Berserk. I want to say no to this. I, I don't know enough about the in details of the series. Like, my knee jerk is that it would probably be fine, but... Yeah, I mean, if you make it into, like, a TV series, like, it would probably yeah. be fuck with yeah. Some of these, it would be okay as a series, but not as a movie. I'm thinking more in terms of a movie. Yeah. My main concern is, like, A, how do you depict the harvest? Like, where, uh, what's his name? Condor, or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Griffin. Griffin. That Griffith? is, yeah, Griffith. It's one, Eddie Griffith goes bad. Go. Uh, he starts telling his stand up and he summons the evil moon <laughs> and it comes in and kills everybody. No, like, how do you handle that? Because there's like a pretty vicious rape scene in there. Yeah. And like having people torn to pieces when up to that point, like, the crazy thing about Berserk is like, up to that point, the series isn't really all that violent. Mm. It's like, it's got its parts where it's like, yo, this is like fucked up, but there aren't pieces in there where it's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, what are you showing me? You wouldn't, it wouldn't, I mean, you could definitely do something where it would have the same impact of, um, of what happens during a harvest. Like you could even just not show the harvest and just have there be like a cut after it begins when the monsters come out and just end the season there, no, that would just piss a bunch of people off. Really. Yeah. You just cut it right when all the violence begins. But, like, there's no way you can get away. Even on HBO, like, the level of violence that's involved in the harvest. you And plus, you would have to spend a lot of money to make it look good. And, again, the that's when in the series the violence really jumps up. Gotcha. It gets fucking crazy after that. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, number... Five is Psychopaths. Uh, yeah, I think that could work. I only saw a few episodes of this, um, so I don't know how the story plays out, but Future Cops seems fine. Yeah, I mean, I've seen about half of the season. I think this would just be boring as shit. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that is a problem also, but... I mean, it looks cool. So. Yeah, you kill people based on their, like, psycho coefficient or some shit. Yeah. Based on, like, how crazy the gun thinks they can yeah. be. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think of Minority Report, and yeah. that movie was pretty cool, so maybe it could work. Yeah, possibly. Uh, number four, Samurai Champloo. Totally. I'm going to say a big no to this. <laughs> okay. you can't, like, you're not going to get better than what the anime is already. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a thing. I just think that there's no reason why it couldn't work. Oh, yeah, it could work. The fight scenes would be, like, less fun to watch. Yeah. But, I mean, as long as the character work is there, I'm sure it'll be fine. But, yeah, <laughs> I, would say, I would say no to this. this I, is, I, okay. I, they could do it. I don't really think they should. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's see. Number three is Black Lagoon. Uh, okay, so Black Lagoon is a fairly realistic series to begin with. Um, I forget who made it, but whoever made it also did some other cool shit. But it's like you know, paramilitary group doing wacky things. I never actually watched the series. I just know about it. Um, it's already got like a diverse crew and everything, which is one of the reasons why it kind of stands out among anime is that it is a little bit more realistic in its approach. So should be fine. 
Um, I think what I've seen of it is already fairly cinematic. So if you just take a couple episodes and just lift that and turn it into a movie, should be fine. Yeah, that works. I agree. Yeah. Huzzah. Number two is Helsing. Yes, but do we really need more Helsing? If you can... uh, You'd have to do it really fucking well. And, like, you would have to make the main character less of a fucking tool. Yeah. You, uh, so, for those of you at home, I, I know I explained some of the plots here, and I didn't explain the other ones. But oh, sure. Yeah, fuck, we're pretty I, I fucked that up. But anyway, Helsing is about a vampire. Yeah, that's he's, basically... It's like getting revenge or some shit. And it's all right. Yeah. Like, it's it, not great. It's... I mean, it was pretty celebrated when we were in like early high school when it was. Yeah, this still was pretty one new. of the first deep cut animes. Like, this isn't one that was on Adult Swim or Toonami, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But it got a lot of praise, but I think it was just because there wasn't a whole ton of stuff like it at the time. Yeah. And it was just cool and violent and not a ton of substance to it. So, eh, I, I don't think it's fantastic. I didn't hate it by any means, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just more vampire shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And number one is Cowboy Bebop. And in the same way that Outlaw Star would work, Cowboy Bebop would work. Because even the settings aren't necessarily like hyper-futuristic. Yeah, there's a lot of like Western influence in the planets <laughs> yeah you could even remake the movie into a movie yeah and totally. it would work i mean it's not the setting isn't going to be something like a ghost in the shell it's just going to be normal cities and stuff yeah pretty much like if you were to take just some shot of shanghai and just set it there in some slums it's not even really going to look all that out of place you just throw in some advanced tech here and there just to like put you in the into the future. And that's pretty much it. You don't really have to do much that's ridiculous. Yeah. Cause they never like while they have space travel and while they have um Oh, that's pretty much it. That's the only real tech that they have is space travel. <laughs> yeah, it's space travel, warp gates, they have normal guns, and they have like atmosphere generators on Mars and stuff. But none of that stuff is like super unique. I mean, it would look good. I guess even with that said, I'm going to say the same thing as I did for Samurai Champloo. Like, I don't think it would get much better nah. than the anime. Nah. And so there, do it. there was like serious talk about making a Cowboy Bebop movie. I would love to see that test footage because I'm sure they have some. They probably do. And they had Keanu Reeves in the main character slot as Spike, which I'm not 100% sure if he, like, I don't really know how I feel about that because I like Keanu as an actor and he does action pretty well, but Spike was such a, um, he had a different kind of charm than I think Keanu really brings, at least not in the roles that I can think of. Yeah, because he's not ever really doing the same thing that Spike does. True. And I think I think it could work in a different kind of way. I'm sure I'm sure he could 
be that guy. Yeah, I don't think he would do a bad job. It's just like that's not who I think of when I think of a Spike. Yeah, fair enough. I don't think there are, are really any actors that I would be like, yo, that would work for Spike. You could get Mahershala Ali to be Jet. Oh, he could totally do Jet. <laughs> <laughs> He's bald. Just put a little steel plate on his yep, face. Good to go. I don't think anyone, well, you know, there's definitely going to be some people that have issue, but I, I feel like a lot of people would accept Jet as a black dude in that role, like, no question. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, this is just the black guy now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Spike, I, I feel like it would be hard to cast him because he has that kind of cocky charm. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say Ryan Reynolds, but someone of that ilk where they have that, that cocky charm. I mean, I feel like Ryan Reynolds would go too far in the other direction. He would, I feel like Ryan Reynolds would push it too far into playing it like a comedy. Yeah. I don't even think that's like his fault. It's just that the people would expect that out of him. And therefore if you cast Ryan Reynolds in a role, now you have to write it for Ryan Reynolds. And you know, that happens when you're an actor sometimes like Michael Sarah, I saw a poster where it's like, Rick and Morty, where it's Willem Dafoe and Michael Sarah, and I'm like, guys, Michael Sarah is like 37 now. Chill out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that does it for that list. Yeah, that's it. So let me give a big old shout out to our patrons for our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Real Nerd Hours. Get in there, join up, get in it, get on it, get good. Yeah, you'll love it. Uh, Brian R, Dynamo, Zachary K, Mel J, Zalora Cosplay, Eric P, Emilio R, Sacred Fire, Swervalo, Uper Pete, Juice Campbell, Dickie Ash, Princess Binda, Charles S, Spirit Fury Fire, X the X Janitor X, shout out to Nikki, Daniel, Chris W, Destro the Siege, CJW. Samurai Jack to Face Ripper, Mike C, Scythode, James A W, Vidal S, John O, Doug D. <laughs> Final Cake, shout out to you, Coach. Fun Kilo, Yakara F, Rare Steak, Adrian T, Schmood Dad, neither of our fathers, Patrick M, Chet Brown, shout out to you, what Rory and Saul G. Thank you, everybody, for your support. We appreciate you. Now on to questions from the subreddit, reddit.com, slash r, slash real nerd hours. Aluminum Tubes asks, last week, how would you boys respond to a Pokemon generation with major influences from the African-American community? Outside of Japan, the series has given takes on New York, Hawaii, and now the UK. These Scottish Pokemon trainer jokes have been killing me. But I trust that black Twitter would be on the next level with image macros. Uh, They're memes, bro. No one calls them macros anymore. Damn. Shout out to you being an old head of <laughs> yeah, right. tubes. You really outed yourself right there. Unless if you heard me say it, which I've said it multiple times. I know, yeah. Um, I would say uh, knowing how Japan handles a lot of other things concerning black people would be <laughs> deeply racist. Probably. It would be insanely racist and they would just get flamed for it constantly. And I, I kind of dispute the idea that there is a quote unquote African American community anymore because rap culture is pop culture. Yeah. And not 
every black person adheres to rap culture either. So it's just a specific taste of what black people can produce. So then that kind of just spread its way out to parts of the U.S. Now, if you want to talk about like Tide Pod eating ass millennial culture or whatever, like shitty meme culture, that would be a terrible Pokemon game. Because like (laughs) that stuff, of course, doesn't translate well to Japanese, but also... Could you imagine if they got it right? What if it was just super spot on and there were like vaporwave Pokemon and actual Tide Pod Pokemon? Oh, God. Like that kind of shit. Yeah. Candy Crush Pokemon. There's there's too much you could do if you were to say specifically African-American. Like what really does that mean? Like I know that they technically already did New York, but... I feel like the New York influences were not nearly as strong. And I think that would be Gen 5, but I also heard that that was supposed to be like France. So like how strong are those influences really, you know? But Gen 7 was obviously Hawaii. Like that one's super obvious. What do you mean? Alola isn't a word in Hawaiian. (laughs) That doesn't mean hello or goodbye in Hawaiian. Hmm. is the thing to say. Got that song. No, no one, no one bangs with Melakalikimaka. No, uh, but uh, I don't know how strong the British influences are going to be uh, in the setting for uh, for Gen Eight. Obviously, the memes and the jokes have been very heavily influenced by you know the Cockney and the Scots and even some Irish stuff, but. We don't know how how strong that is in the game. So if you were to do something like, oh, it's black Americans, uh, there's a lot you can do with that. And since we've we already got New York, okay, so let's say we're doing the South, right? And it's people putting fucking people putting peanuts in their Coke because they're fucking Bamas. That's a thing. Yeah, putting peanuts in Coke. Very southern thing. That sounds like one of the most southern things I've ever heard. Yeah. But, I mean, what I would do... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, okay, so you get a Pokemon that's, you know, just a pile of grits, and then you... But it can evolves either into sweet grits or savory grits. <laughs> 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 what I would do is have it based around regions in the American South. Like, if you had, like, a New Orleans one where you could have an event that's Fat Tuesday, right? Like, you center some of the action around Fat Tuesday. Or, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, the Appalachian Mountains, having mountain folk that you deal with and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think it's weird because, like, trying to do African-American culture is both so broad but also so narrow at the same time because like it can be rap it could be r&b just in music it'd be jazz or you can do a regional thing oh where you it's mean very rock music <laughs> they would also be rock music it's it's all music it's all music you listen to today it's all black music yeah all of it fuck what you heard the k-pop especially today the fashion that all kids, except for that weird, gross '90s shit, oh, yeah. well, like dressing like a fucking Alanis Morissette or Fiona Apple music video, fucking gross. I feel like gr- most grunge and punk music, and I, I actually, even like Southern rock back in the day was strictly based on trying not to be black in their culture. <laughs> like yeah. when I see people still wearing like Disco Sucks shirts, that was Southern rock apparel 
And disco was very black and was getting real popular. And so people didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Same with, um, oh God, whenever you would see in the mid 2000s, one of those music videos from a rock group lampooning uh, a rap music video. Yeah. Like Seether did one of those. Oof. Seether? Oh. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. Blink 182 did, all, did that. Like a lot of groups did it like ironically. Oh, look, we're making fun of rap music videos. Yeah. But it's like, well, no, because you see when you're ironically doing something, that means you're just doing it. Right. Because I- irony, as it turns out, doesn't have a tone. Yeah. It's a- just, oh, what? Wow. 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 I can't even do the proper wow. The Luke Luke Owens Owen Owen Wilson Wilson. Luke Owens Wilson Luke yes wow 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 so yeah uh, it would be interesting but there are a lot of different ways to fuck that up so I'm gonna say let's not yeah I would say Japan of most places in the world would manage to fuck that up the (laughs) most yeah that's it it would be like every character in there would look like Mr Popo and it would be fucked up. Everybody would be pissed about it, including me. Oh, like, yeah. Japan, what the fuck are you doing? You know, Mr. Popo is like a racist caricature, right? I mean, we already have Jinx oh, from yeah. Gen 1. Like, yeah. they've already kind of blown it once. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're but right. I do want to see a, a Pokemon whose evolutionary line is takeoff and then offset and then Quavo. <laughs> I, <laughs> what I, the fuck does Quavo even mean? You would have to you would have to get like a daiquiri, right? And then it would have to turn into Quavo, or Quavo could turn into a daiquiri. Who knows? Because that, Jose Cuervo is definitely a type of tequila. Or it, yeah, it would I, have to turn into I a don't margarita. care, but as long as we get a Pokemon parody of the Migos, I'm good. Be Versace spelled in three different ways. Oh my god! <laughs> be like Tony, 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 but with Versace. Versace, such, such. I'd be down with it. Yeah. Juice Campbell asks, what decade interests you guys the most? It was fun to see how culture changed between decades. I was born in 92, but personally, I'm most interested in the 80s from a pop culture standpoint. I think the 70s has always been what I lean toward um, for a myriad of reasons, but largely the, the way culture shifted due to the civil rights act and like because of the following decade being the seventies, a lot of culture changed and I like the fashion. So I absolutely hate the fashion. Oh, it's so bad. Turtlenecks with like big ass chains. And they hadn't figured out how to work in like proper insoles into shoes. Yeah. So everything fucking sucked. But, but also platform shoes. Consider that. You know, I think the era, era, not error, era that I'd be looking at the most would probably be the 90s. I could fuck with the 90s again. It's coming back big. Well, no, I would just prefer to live in the 90s. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, I would just go back. I'd be my age now in 1990. Oh, that's different. Oh, that, that's a different question. That's yeah. Asked. What, it's, what we're the most interested in. Yeah, pretty much. Man, I don't know. That's hard to answer. I would probably say... Uh, God, I would have to look it up, but there's like wherever there was high movement of culture between like a decade or so, 
like how a, like in a foreign country maybe just take oh. a look how f- culture evolved in that place yeah but, that's that's different i was definitely thinking from a uh, american standpoint but that is an interesting point because different decades and different eras affected different countries differently yeah like i'd like to see like maybe what canada was up to like yeah. right after world war ii see how that shook out for them hmm. and then maybe even see like how music evolved in uh in europe around the time that eurovision first started getting like insanely popular yeah. because i really i really unironically enjoy eurovision a lot and good because you can't ironically enjoy something yeah exactly exactly i mean i don't my enjoyment isn't derived from a sardonic place okay all right yeah. yeah uh it's i truthfully watch it and i'm not looking at it to mock it right i'm watching it because i enjoy it but yeah uh it would be to see how a culture moved from one place to another otherwise if you were asking the question that i thought you were asking my bad uh, i would be <laughs> I'd, I'd just go back to the 90s yeah i feel like the 90s is probably the not only the safest time to go back to like literally but also if you were to go back in time at our age the 90s was a great time to make a shitload of money yeah absolutely i could do and like you could actually afford to do something like work at your local bar and rent a nearby apartment yeah kind of crazy huh <laughs> yeah like you could live you could live a life in the 90s and 80s through i mean i guess up to the 90s you could live a pretty decent life by doing something basic as fuck yeah yeah. Like you could live the life that friends portrayed. Oh God. By just working at your that show fucking was a fucking lie. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, it just depends on where, what culture was doing what during when I don't really give a shit about like, this is going to sound cold blooded, but I don't give a fuck about central or South America or any of the Caribbean. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about like a lot of Eastern Europe. Don't give a shit about that area don't give a fuck about like Germany or any of those places. Like you could convince me that like some cool shit, like whenever Ibiza, <laughs> Ibiza <laughs> or however the fuck it said came up as like the go-to place for rich people. Like I would want to see what that specific decade looked like when it started getting popular and how like news traveled around the world to make it as popular as it was. Unless if it happened like in the two thousands, then I don't give a fuck. Right. Because then just that it doesn't, I mean, it it would be like saying like, Oh yeah, I wish I was there at the first Coachella. Like, okay, cool. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what was happening. Yeah. So Vetra asks, you guys said Vic Mignogna is a creep and guilty of the stuff he's been accused of. You didn't explain anything except saying that it's been out there for a long time. What exactly did you hear or see? It's been months and nobody's provided proof. Unfortunately for Vic, he can't just change his name like your DJ friend who was falsely accused. Well, I mean, to be fair, our DJ friend, he didn't change his name because they used his real name. Right, yeah. They, they, they used his real fucking name in that post. And I was just like, yeah, that was what the fucked. fuck? And so that's going to be hanging around him. I mean, I, I don't know if people are going to remember that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I really followed him. But, but I, yeah, if he was famous, for fucking sure would. Oh, well, but it also probably would have been like actually debunked. Yeah, absolutely. Which brings me to my point. Okay, so the proof of Vic 
doing bad things is effectively just the accusations. There's no like physical evidence of, oh yeah, Vic touched me inappropriately. Like there's not going to be physical evidence of this. There's not going to be people just taking photos and videotapes of every little thing. Yeah, even in the instance where he climbed up on that dude's shoulders. Uh, yeah, there's a video of that. There's a video of it, but there's no like, there's no proof countering the idea that like, oh, Vic uh, talked to him about it beforehand. Or, right. Like, or even like corroborating what the dude said where he's like, this dude did this without my consent and I didn't fucking like it. Yeah, but he put it on for the uh, for the audience. Yeah, so no evidence of that. It, it's, it's worth noting that nobody, at least as far as I'm aware, is trying to get Vic in jail. And that's a huge difference in terms of burden of proof here. So the reason why I believe that Vic Mignogna is a creep and probably has touched people inappropriately is because I've been hearing it from people whom I trust for about a decade. So I don't need to hear... It happened on this exact date in this exact way. Here's photo evidence because I don't, that's not my place. I'm not here to question the word of people who I already trust. Yeah, that's the biggest difference. Like, I understand you being skeptical of us just saying it on the podcast. And and that's fair. Yeah, it's completely fair. And I understand that. But, like, when people are telling us, like, this of this very personal interaction they had with this dude, it's kind of like, who am I? A, I trust you and I know you. Right. Like, I don't think that you'd be making this up. Whereas, like, let's say, I think in that episode, I used the example of, like, if I had read it on 4chan or met somebody from 4chan and they had just brought this up, I wouldn't believe them. But, like, at this point in my life, I've had established relationships with a lot of these people for the last, like, eight or so years. So when they say something to me, like I can gauge whether or not I should be taking it with a grain of salt, not believing them or just take their word for it. I'll get to that in a second. But, uh, the example of, you know, who to trust and who not is that, um, I had this one, um, I don't want to call her a friend, but acquaintance plus, uh, who was extremely annoying to me. Uh, she was very loud, very, always thought she was the smartest person in the, in the room. And some people bought into this and like would, you know, humor her. I didn't, I never really cared for her and she just started to annoy me. And there was a group chat where she would always derail the conversation and I called her out on it. And she took that very personally. And she eventually had told someone else. It may have even been my brother that she told I told someone that she thought that I was going to beat the shit out of her, that I was going to punch her in the face. Now, this never gained any traction for several reasons. First, I have no history of violence, especially against women. Second, nobody has had any, there, there was no interaction where it seemed like I was even upset at her. Cause I didn't ever even yelled at her. I never did anything. I just called her out on, yo, can we stay on topic here? Cause we were in the middle of a conversation and she wanted to pull it off to some other thing. And it was not in a, a loud manner or anything. So yeah, she told multiple people this and everybody looked at her sideways as soon as she said it, because it didn't make any sense. And that's what happens with rumors. That's what happens with un founded complete bullshit bullshit 
Uh, there was uh, that fucking dumbass, um, Jacob Wall, who started saying that Robert Mueller uh, had molested some woman. Yeah. And that there, yeah. So again, he thought that he thought that, oh, all of these conservative men have been wrongfully accused, and even some some left-leaning men had been wrongfully accused of harassing women, and it's such bullshit, but the everyone will believe anything they hear, you know, the hashtag believe women. And that's that's so pervasive that everyone will just believe that men are evil simply because they're men. Well, people did some digging. Turns out the whole thing was made up from the start. The woman didn't exist. The agency that he said was digging into it didn't exist. And all this stuff came out because, yeah, you know what? People actually do their homework. Yeah. I mean, the only the only thing that I can say really is like how many instances can you name uh, that you found where men particularly – when there have been like a group of people who have claimed something about this person has come out to be false. Like how, when, when has that happened? When, when has like a huge group spanning over a large period of time, when has that come out to be fake ever? Yeah. It's not to say like, yo, like, Oh, I should, uh, I like, you have to believe everything that anybody says. It's fine to be skeptical. Of course. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't matter. And nobody's like, yo, throw Vic in jail. Right. That's that I think is an, a very important distinction because what we're saying is stop inviting him to places where he has been known to be a predator. Stop giving him this fame and giving him this platform, et cetera, et cetera. That's very different than this person committed several crimes, throw them under the jail. Like, yeah, I mean, I also, uh, I don't know. I It's hard for me to, it's one thing if somebody's an asshole, which I've read a lot of those claims about Vic. Like he's, apparently he's just a huge asshole. <laughs> and he's also gotten fresh with like 16 year olds, 14 year olds. Yeah, see, that's, that's mad creepy. That's not good at all. So what you should be doing if you are a convention organizer is you should be on high alert. I mean, like, my thoughts on this are just like, if you're going to invite them, be ready for the smoke. Yeah. I don't really care either way. Yeah, I do have sympathy for anybody who's had to interact with him, but it's on the convention whether or not they want to invite him. And then it's up to you whether or not you want to support that convention. Basically, you know, I'm going to take the same stance as I do with any of these controversial topics when it, you know, when it's not illegal, like straight out. If you want to invite Vic to a convention, you got it. If you want to to wear blackface to as a costume, you got it. If you want to, you know, do whatever, do whatever you want, but you got to be prepared for the consequences. Yeah, and absolutely. Right now, inviting Vic Mignogna to a convention that's going to put you in hot water. Like, yeah, it, even even if it turns out that every single one of these women has been lying for the last oh, conservatively six years conservatively six years people have been saying this all of them have been lying okay fine that happens i mean johnny depp just basically reversed his whole fucking case with amber heard what happened he's basically countersuing her saying no you was abusive to me 
And apparently he has a ton of evidence for it. I I haven't looked too deeply into the case in either way, you know, her case against him or his case against her, but apparently his is a slam dunk. I've seen this happen before where it's literally both of them were constantly beating the shit out of each other. It's certainly a possibility. And one of them is like, yo, I dare you to go to the fucking cops. Yeah. And then finally one day they do. And then now they're both, now they're both in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be the case. I don't know enough about it. I'm not going to to weigh in on it, but in terms of why do we believe Vic did all this shit and is a creep? Because I trust the people who are saying it. I know Jesse pride more personally. Like I've known her for years and she's never struck me as a man hater. She's never done anything that made me feel like she was going to snitch on me or anything like that. She's a very sex positive person. So for her to say that she feels uncomfortable with this dude and that this shit happened, I'm going to take her word for it because I don't know her to be a liar. Yeah. And especially not on this subject. Absolutely. And like, I understand it's, it's good for you to be skeptical of what we're saying. Absolutely. And I do, I should say that we're not here as voices of authority, right? Right. We're not 100% experts on every topic that we talk about. (laughs) And we're not, we're not here claiming that, uh, without question, Vic did what he's been accused of. Right. But what we are saying is we have, spoken to people who have had these interactions with him and we're taking their word for it. It's not as if like, yo, like I've got mad evidence. Yo, I got the receipts. <laughs> yeah, I've got I the got case the files on my desk. Like I, we don't have any of that. We're just, and when we say like, I don't know if this is, has been understated because we don't really talk about anime super frequently anymore. But like when we say like we were deep in the convention scene for like a solid like six or seven years, like we were deep in that shit. Like yeah. we we know a lot of people through conventions, a lot of cosplayers and people this stuff when I tell you like this stuff has been circulating for years. Like I mean like for real for before years. I, before I even started going to conventions. Like this was something that had been talked about. Okay, I to put to put into reference at least for myself, I heard about Vic Mignana for the first time by people talking about what a creep he is. I knew him as a creep before I knew him as a voice actor. Like that's how long this shit has been going on. Yeah. It's I know it's only caught traction in the mainstream air quotes recently. And I get, I definitely get the defensive um, reaction because for a lot of people, this is a huge fucking shock that's come out of nowhere. But if you're not part of this, if you don't know these people personally, yeah, you probably haven't heard this stuff up until now. But the, the number of accounts and the breadth of, different offenses that he's allegedly committed. That's kind of hard to refute. Most of the people that are defending Vic are doing so only by attacking the people that are coming forward. And that's not compelling to me Yeah, in the slightest. Yeah. Like I understand where you're coming from dog. Like somebody popped into the discord and said that we were just too woke yeah, and that we were just talking shit about Vic. I don't know if that was you, but somebody came in and had some thoughts about it. And like, uh, I understand where you're coming from. I understand where both of you are coming from. But again, like 
we just know people personally that have dealt with this. And there are people that I know that if they were to tell me something, I'd be like, I don't fucking believe. Yeah. There are some people that I simply would not believe a claim like this out of. Yeah. But hundreds of them. Well, let's call it 50. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've heard it from at least like four or five people that I know personally. Yeah. Where it's specifically to them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, well, I mean, yeah, that's shitty. I, it's not. And on top of that, you just also have to realize, like, Chet and I aren't here, like, saying, like, you can't fuck with Vic anymore. Vic is canceled. Like, we're not. That, telling, yeah, that's not us. That's we're not, not telling we you what to do and how to process this yourself. What we're saying is that we're sharing our experience and the experience of the other people that we know. Like, we're not saying, I mean, if what's being said is true, he's a terrible person. We're not saying like, he's a terrible person. You need to quit fucking with him. You can't watch anything that he's in. You can't support any of the work that he's ever done. Never mind how good it may have been (laughs) at one time. Like you can't do any of that. We're not saying that. Yeah. And you're free to do what you want. We're just relaying the information that we have available to us. So try not to, I don't, I'm not saying that you're doing this, but this goes out to anybody who's listening like just uh try to keep in mind that we're we're not prescribing what you should be doing and how you should react to these sorts of things again we're just relaying the information that we have personally yeah so you know if you if you choose to if you choose to still fuck with vic that's fine that's your choice to make but i swear to god if i find out one of our listeners is harassing people oh yeah, there's just about nothing I can do about that, but I'm going to be very disappointed. I don't I I want to say with absolute certainty that nobody in our audience listening to this point, yeah. like at this point <laughs> yeah. would do anything like that, like because we've we've got a pretty specific audience at yeah. this point. It, like half the people who listen to us are our con friends anyway. Yeah, there's yeah. So, <laughs> it's there's So that. y'all know, y'all know. Yeah. So anyway, I guess just that wraps that up. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? No, that's about it. You know. Okay, cool. Well, thanks everybody for writing in to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. Uh, check us out at the Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Go to the website, yeah. uh, realnerdhours.com if you want to see our social media links. Support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash real nerd hours. We're just about done with all those commentary tracks that we yeah, we're doing. We're coming to a close there. We have two more uh three more are getting released okay five no five more are getting released (laughs) okay we still need to record two more yeah so there's a lot of marvel movies out there man yeah dog it's a fucking pain in the ass to do all this shit yeah we're doing it for the patrons though we love y'all you made it possible for us to do this dumb shit and make me understand that i regret doing this sort of fucking thing (laughs) and but we're still here yeah bringing that hate every week every (laughs) fucking week all right uh thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next thursday y'all have a good night